Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. It was nothing. It was nothing. I ain't got much to speak on about it. What happens in the locker room, we got to stay in the locker room. It's not supposed to come out here and talk about, you know, what we talk about as a team after a win or a loss. You know, that's why we go in the locker room and talk to each other. But whether we win or we lose. So, I mean, that's, that's that. Kimball Walker and Jason Tatum asked what was going on in the locker room because it did come out of the locker room. Through the walls or the cracks around the door or something. Or Marcus Smart walking out and just... Marcus Smart walking out and confirming everything was going on, which they already knew because they could hear it. The Celtics blowing a 17-point second quarter lead, a 15-point third quarter lead. And after they'd fallen behind, they rallied and had a five-point lead with a few minutes to go, and they blew that too. Miami finishes on a 17-7 run. They win the game 106-101. They're up 2-0, and the Celtics are hollering at each other in the locker room. Good times, PK. Good times. That's nothing. That's nothing. (laughs) I like how they always say that. It reminds me of that time when uh, the BYU coach, uh, what was his name, Jaime Hill, called the uh, Jordan Pendleton. They just got in the face, and Pendleton said something, and I reported it. Oh, yeah, and all the commentators who didn't have it. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. That happens all the time. Jaime Hill was a bad dude. Listen to me. And he quit on his team against Utah State, and they fired him the next day. But it was nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> it happens all the time. Let's you, didn't have, you didn't have the story, so it was nothing. It's just a, it's a cliche. It's nothing. I prefer what Walker said. Well, that's in the locker room, and that stays in the locker room. He didn't deny it was nothing right. like Jalen Brown. With the, and yet you, you're almost cliched to where you have to say that. But I could appreciate Walker saying, well, that's in the locker room. It stays in the locker room. But it is something. So quit acknowledge, not refusing to acknowledge and say it's nothing. Just like it was with Hill. Oh, it's nothing. It's yeah. nothing. Sure, it wasn't. It was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. And then a couple of weeks later, they fire him. List all the BYU coaches have been fired midseason. Yeah. That's zero. a short list. <laughs> that confirms it's something. Yeah. And good on Kimball Walker for not denying. Just basically right. he didn't want to talk about it. And that's fine. You have yep. that option, absolutely. But don't tell me. Don't lie to me. <laughs> it was nothing. No, it was something. We could hear you through the wall. It was definitely something. They asked the coach about it, and uh, Brad Stevens, you know, frustrating game, frustrating series. So frustrated, guys. That's two zip in the east now with Miami taking the lead there. Over in the west, it's game one tonight. Nuggets and Lakers, 7 o'clock on TNT. They'll play game two Sunday at 5.30. It's all set up for the Lakers, PK. It's all set up for the Lakers? It's all set up. It's all I'm reading yesterday. The path has been cleared. The one seed in the east is gone. The two seeds in the east and the west are gone. You're the Lakers. LeBron, grab that well, fourth title. Well, I mean, you were the one seed, so no it should have what, already been cleared because you're the best. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that, man. Again, we're. I, I like the pattern of continuing to overlook the, the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets. I've been saying it all season. They're a great team. Jokic will go for 30, 20, and ten, and then we'll all have something to talk about. 
All right, you were just mentioning this the other day. The Sacramento Kings, name all their GMs, name all their coaches. Since they had their one good run, they had a nice five- or six-year run there with uh, Vlade Divac and Pages Toagovic, Chris Weber. They had some good players there. They had a good run. Hey, don't leave Mike Bibby out of yeah, that. Yeah, I couldn't remember Bibby's name. I said, that. come on, what is the bald-headed guy? Oh, Mike Bibby, right. So they had a good run, but since then, the turmoil, the constant turnover, they got another GM, Monty McNair, the next name you won't remember, PK. I, first I'm hearing of his name, and probably the last I'll remember of it. I, know, I have no clue who Monty McNair is. I'm not going to pretend them all things to all people. I have no idea. Rockets assistant GM is the Kings' new general manager, replacing Vlade Divac, who stepped down as a GM last month. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Mayfield on first down. Looking. He's going to go long and deep. Beckham's out there. He's got it. In the end zone. Touchdown. OBJ. Wow. 43 yards. A beautiful shot. First and goal at the one. Mayfield gives. Here's Hunt skipping right side. He's going to go in. And he's in and over. Touchdown. Cleveland Browns beat Cincinnati 35-30. The Bengals had a real hard time stopping the Browns. had a real hard time tackling Nick Chubb. He goes for 22 carries for 124 yards. He scores twice. Baker Mayfield threw a bad uh, threw a bad pick there. and The Browns punted once. They got stopped and down once. But basically, they were driving again and again and again and again. How'd you like Joe Burrow? 300 yards, PK, but 61 pass attempts. Up for a rookie, yeah, in his second game. I thought it was okay. He showed me something in the very first try. got stalled, but he looked good. I'd be excited for him uh, for where he is and just getting started. I mean, they got a ton of work to do, obviously, to build that team, uh, which is why they ended up with the number one pick. So, uh, but for me, I thought he was pretty good. Cincinnati only had to punt a couple times, too, so you got to give them points for that. The difference in the game is... Uh, you only give them points for touchdowns, the field Bengals goals, safeties. Kicked, That's where you give them points. The Bengals kicked field goals while the Browns scored touchdowns. Gary Croton, a long time ago, young quarterbacks, freshmen in college, rookies in the NFL, they're going to struggle in the red zone. They're going to look pretty good between the 20-yard lines, but they're going to struggle when you get into the red zone. Field really shrinks. It's harder to throw it down there, and their inexperience will show. There'll be a, a second late or whatever. But Burrow moved him up and down the field, but and then they settled for field goals. Big games this weekend. The games you'll be drawn to Sunday night football. The New England Patriots, the Seattle Seahawks. Chance to get Russell Wilson, who doesn't get quite as much pub as other really good quarterbacks, other quarterbacks with Super Bowl titles. And a lot of wins. Well, he's Sunday night football this week. Yeah, I like that game. Broncos Steelers. See if Roethlisberger can uh, keep it going. Not interested. Sorry, buddy. Chiefs Chargers. Do you care about the Chiefs no matter who they play? Even if they're heavy favorites? I don't care about Mahomes. I don't care about the Chiefs. But uh, I like to watch Mahomes play. Yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. 
Pac-12 cleared another hurdle to return to play. L.A. County Public Health Department confirmed it will continue not to have any restrictions beyond what's mandated by the state. So USC and UCLA are free to go. Practice away. Still waiting here on Stanford and Cal. Interesting story from John Canzano. Did you read the story where he says it's not so much the the plan, it's just there is no plan, it's just a total lack of urgency. They're just kind of drifting along. The constant negativity by this guy, though, it's sort of wearing on me. Uh, So... After what, when you crack on somebody over and over and over and over again, uh, I gotta admit, like I, I start thinking, what's up? I mean, he, he's free to write whatever he wants, uh, but it's, it's got, they got to be doing something right. They can't be er, not everything they're doing is wrong. Uh, the story that I saw that I thought was very interesting was Bruce Feldman, uh, your athletic piece, where he's quoting head coaches in the Pac-12. And they're saying that uh, if we're so worried about player safety, there's just no way that they can get going here in uh, October. And, they're, and the Athletic has decided that they're just going to print things that are raw, so it's no holds barred. So if they drop F-bombs in their conversations, that's exactly what they're going to put in. Uh, so since they're not a, you know, not a traditional newspaper, obviously. So I would check that one out. I understand you. Got a free subscription there. Uh, talking and he talked to several. It looks like it's head coaches because he identifies others. They're all anonymous, but he identifies others as assistants as opposed to coaches. So I assume that the ones who are not identified as assistants are head coaches. And and one coach. There was actually two coaches that they were that were swearing up a storm. So it got me thinking who they were, wondering which <laughs> coaches have the profane mouths that they're willing to be quoted about. But saying that they, because of the fact that they've been so limited to be able to practice and all this other stuff, that if they really cared about safety, it would be interesting to see what they do now because are they going to rail ramrod it through and get started before they should? So, not enough hitting, they got to build up to the games. So, they're worried that it's going to be some four or five weeks deal and they want six, that kind of thing? Six to eight, yeah. Six to eight. And eight weeks puts them into mid-November, and then you're not playing enough games to get Oregon or USC qualified for a playoff. Right. All right, big games this weekend. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma State. Does that do it for you? That'll be on ESPN at 10 a.m. Syracuse I, I got and Pitt. It. My college football interest really just taking a hit there. It's the wrong side of the country. Games aren't big enough yet. Central Florida and Georgia Tech is the 130 game on ABC. Yeah, then just doesn't do anything for me. Miami and Louisville, primetime on ABC. And that those are the biggest games. Uh, at least that. You got some, some, some national interest on that one, I suppose, compared to the others. Uh, that's the game where both teams are ranked. The other ones have one team ranked. So. Yeah. Virginia-Virginia Tech was supposed to be one of the big games. The Commonwealth Cup, their rivalry game, has been postponed to December 12th. Tech asked for the delay due to COVID-19-related issues. So they pushed that one back. Good. I'll look forward to watching that then. Mid-America Conference presidents are going to meet Saturday to review a possible fall football season. Momentum builds around the league to get back on the field. The Toledo Blade, which first reported the president's meeting, 
Ported the Mac is considering a six or eight game fall schedule that begin October 24th and culminate with a conference title game on the Lions Field in Detroit. Yeah, now it's just follow the leader. It's Don't like, want to well, be the one sitting at we, home, we right? Can't be so all this stuff about safety, blah, 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 blah. You just had security and numbers. Now the Mountain West and the MAC, they don't have safety in numbers anymore. So they're going to get out there and play. It's all a bunch of crap. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. High fly ball into left center field. Luis Robert, he's there. He's got it. It's playoff time for the Chicago White Sox. They have qualified for the playoffs for the first time since 2008. And they get a 4-3 win here against the Minnesota Twins and take three out of four from Minnesota. Chicago White Sox are in. The Tampa Bay Rays are in. And the Dodgers already qualified. So we got three of the 16 now in Major League Baseball. No surprise there. Those teams doing pretty well. The White Sox are winning basically two out of three games. Really hot. Been really good. 33-17. and 17. Tampa Bay swept a doubleheader. They beat Baltimore 3-1 and then beat the Orioles in the nightcap 10-6. So with that doubleheader, they're 33-18. PK, there are a lot of teams playing better than 600 ball right now. Will that translate to the playoffs? That is usually an awfully good number if you get to 600 ball. And there's uh, six teams there right now. Yeah, uh, I think that what we saw in uh, with Houston a few years back, it's either... You're all in or you're all in on the rebuilding, so you're going to have a wide variance of teams. These teams that are stretching to get into 7-8, and eight, that's where it's going to be, uh, you know, should they have really been in the postseason. But the teams at the top, we're not going to look at and say, well, would they have really been in the postseason? Now they could have had catastrophic injuries and all, but you, you can't plan on that. You can't say, yeah, what if on that. So the teams that are clinching now, if the season had been stretched out, most likely they would have been in also so there's a form of legitimacy it's the ones at the bottom that expect especially now that they've expanded it and i've been hearing that that they might want to keep this be something that is this going to be what is going forward they're going to have eight teams now from each league make the postseason that really stretches it out it does match up with other with what other leagues have done though i mean we see that in in uh Basketball, obviously. They've got 16 of 30 teams in. so And that's too many. It's, yeah, and, and you'll end up with, uh, I mean, right now the Giants are running sixth, I think, and they're game over 500. And so the seventh and eighth place teams getting in if a season ended today would be the Phillies and I think the Reds, who are both a game under 500. And that's not good. I don't like it. Yeah. And then you worry they're going to get hot in the postseason. And... I don't really care about that. But, uh, I, I just don't. To me, don't devalue the regular season. Whatever they do in the postseason is what they do. I just don't think that there should be that many. And I think the NBA doesn't need to go to the third week of June. I think it's way too long. They could lop off a couple of teams just as easy. And if you miss it the year that you win 48 games or whatnot and you don't get in, well, it sucks for you. You should have won 49. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL and Vancouver Whitecaps, Saturday night, 7.30. RSL will be playing three times in a week. 
They have not been good at home. They've been below average to bad at home. Five points in four games. Not the pace that's going to get you in the playoffs. And it's a pretty... It's a pretty forgiving format this year with eight of the 12 teams in the West making it. So they got to get going at home. And they got two home games here with Vancouver Saturday and then the Galaxy midweek. Man, that would suck for you. Eight out of the 12 and you guys aren't one of them? That would would absolutely suck. (laughs) That would suck. Right now, they're all clumped up. RSL's three games out of third place. Or excuse me, three games. Three points out of first, uh, third place and three points out of last place. So all 12 teams are in the mix right now. When the season's over, are you like a lock and battle of, you know, not real depression, but you're down? Nope. I got you, babe. Come in here and have some laughs with my guy PK and keep going. So this has no effect on you whatsoever. I don't know that sports winning and losing has much of an effect on me anymore. Yeah, but you don't call games for sports. You call games for RSL. Yeah. Not long term. The next day, have any? Uh, how often does a game have an effect on me the next day? I don't know. Not very. Only you can. Not answer. at all that I can think. I'm trying to think the last time I was in a bad mood the next day because of a game that didn't So before. that night then? Oh, yeah, that night. It's like, oh, that sucked. Blah, 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 blah. And you talk to whoever else. Or, that was awesome. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. In a moment, I'll have it uh, Sunday with some NFL game. There'll be something. You will? Yeah. We'll be in the sports office, and uh, that was great. Whatever, I don't know, whatever happened. You're down on a Sunday night by an NFL nah, game? probably not. No, you're right. I could be up <laughs> if a game's really entertaining, but not, you're not always down up. somebody lost. That's not true. You know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen me not be up, but not over a game. Once that red light comes on, or... The microphone is hot. You're always up. Hello again, everybody. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. It's Shamrock Plumbing. You gotta, Don't you have to put a lot into something to be really down? I mean, yes, how down I can you, you get over the Sun Devils? I get it. Yeah. Uh, not, not, I get up. I don't get down. Yeah, but I don't put any work in it. You put any work in it. You could tell me who the backup keeper is for the Vancouver Canucks. I no, couldn't I, tell you one really, thing about them. I really can't tell you. It's well, cr- know, it's you just keep, like cramming you, you for a test. It, but you do. But still, you put in. That's putting in work. Right. I do. I put in work before it, cramming for the test because I don't know all these rosters. These rosters are changing but, all the time. There's Nevertheless, many you put in the work. Yes. And you know some of these folks in the audience. I do know people. some of them, yes. I feel bad. We, well, we should probably get to this on the other side, and I'll tell you what I, what I thought. All right. PK's about to feel bad, and he'll tell you why. Next, it's DJ and PK. Also, coming up this morning, David Locke, 8 o'clock, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Bob Casper, 8.30, Real Golf Radio. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Didn't he just say there's nothing the state is doing to stand in the way of college football? What? Your policy is in the way! I'm not following that, really. (laughs) Pro teams are doing it. Sorry, my phone's ringing. What, is this your first day on radio? Oh, well, I'll just let it ring out. Hit the the button. I know, it's across the room. Jake, why are you calling me? (laughs) (laughs) Are you just doing that just to bug me now? I am, I admit it. That was a low blow. Who's calling you this time? Uh, 
Um, I don't know who that you is. You don't have Lloyd's number in your phone. Now Scotty's calling. <laughs> Phone's ringing, dude. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, and we are brought to you in part by Master Electrical. Always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. All right, PK, you left us with a cliffhanger. What a tease. What do you feel bad about? I feel bad when the local guys lose, the coaches. I mean, I I agree for them. Like for instance, that Hawaii Bowl when the Cougars blew it. Absolutely, I feel bad for them. No question about it. I'm not going to lie and say I don't. Could have won it. Yeah. I think that's what the uh, I think that's what the public wants from its media. They want honesty. What they don't want is hidden agendas. And if you give them honesty, then they'll roll they'll with the re- they'll roll with the rest of it. Yeah. Whatever the rest of it is. So for me to sit here and say that I don't feel bad when these guys lose, and that doesn't mean me personally, I feel bad for them. My money is not determined upon any team that wins and loses. My checks come, as Jerry Sloan would say, on the 1st and the 15th every month. <laughs> so, now my expense checks, that's another story. But uh, hey open up bum bum And let me just say, on a scale of 1 to 10, you got about an 8 or a 9 on the laugh from Yach. He didn't hit the table. You know, he's done laughing now. It didn't go on forever, but he didn't see it coming. I'm fully And aware. the head went back. Yeah. I'm fully aware of the situation that those expense checks can find we're, themselves we're, in. We're working on those. Efforting. Uh, but other than that, uh, I feel I feel for these guys. They put so much into it. Sure. I've got no problem saying that. And I think people will tell you that they don't. They're lying to you. If you've known Kyle Whittingham for 25 years and you did shows with him on Saturday nights for a couple of years... You would prefer he win rather than lose. Yeah. That's me. So that's but isn't why there a certain amount of you get, to, you know, you can't, you, can't, uh, you can't root and cheer and urge people on to victory like it's going to play out in front of you, but you got, you got no control over it. So then why not admit it? Right. Yeah, I have no that, problem. I, I have no I problem admitting it, but I'm just saying, from our perspective, we realize how little we control we have well, over I mean, these things we watch unfold. And you're like, well, I hope it goes this way. No one does, but it doesn't. It doesn't. That's why I don't buy that you don't grieve a little bit when RSL loses. I would give you a little bit. I mean, I hear it in your voice when they do well. It's way winning is way more fun than losing, and I don't think the fans are going to hold it against you. I don't, in fact, because RSL is a little bit down on the totem pole. I, I think they could care less actually, and I, I don't, I don't think there's any, any problem with that. Now, what I also think too, is that most of them they don't want to hear you whine. And when I see you, I'm saying generally, uh, incessantly about refereeing. 
True story. The whole thing with the media, everything, and, and the media is in and all sorts of stuff. You know, and this this is across this is across the board. And I think the problem here, and people can respond on how they trust and get on our app and tell us what you actually think of the media because it extends well, well beyond sports. Is that the the very minute or instant you lose credibility, you become completely and totally useless. You serve no purpose if you have no credibility. Now that is going to vary individually. Someone who doesn't have credibility with Bob may have it with Joe. So it's not like if you lose credibility, it's 100% universal to where you have it with no one. You see what I'm saying? Well, I think for people to understand this, you have to uh, swing around. It's probably harder for media members to do. It's probably easier for the audience to do. That you can turn on the TV or the radio or click on the web or whatever, and and there are some people you see and it's like, I don't want to hear from this person. <laughs> I, I just don't want. And everybody's got it. You know, I mean, it could be it could be politics, it could be sports, it could be some you know, version of entertainment tonight. Don't yeah. want to hear. I don't want to hear from this person. You know, because they've lost the credibility. They don't. Uh, it could be late night comics because they're, I mean, they're certainly media and now they're, you know, way more political than they were 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I mean, it's totally different. Um, I just like this person doesn't make me laugh. They don't make me laugh. They don't make me think. Eh. <laughs> eh. Next. Yeah, I go to bed, so I can't yeah. watch it. Well, and that's, well, yeah. And you can just be, uh, I mean, we're awash in media. So if somebody doesn't do it for you. You can just move on to the next person. I wonder, and I wonder, um, because to a degree, that's what we're hearing from fans, you know, and they get turned off by the politics and sports or the kneeling during the anthem. And you can move on to other stuff, but it's not quite like the media where there's literally thousands of personalities with a gazillion podcasts and uh, blogs and, you know, on down the line. But there's only one NFL. Now you can argue you can move on to college football. You know? um, but there aren't as many options to move on the to. The Mighty Mites, man. The Mighty <laughs> Go down and watch the Gremlins. Well, I think that was part of the issue with the Quinn Snyder story, is that the author of the story had already come out and told people that anyone who disagrees with Black Lives Matter, I have a problem with. That's by his own acknowledgement. And no one forced him to say anything in regard to it. He chose to say that on his own. And then you come out and you print this story, even if it was assigned to you and it's a legitimate news story, the public is going to look at it and say, hey, wait a second, you got over here somebody who just voiced an opinion. Who happened to be Jason Whitlock, happened to be a black man. He voiced an opinion that I don't think this organization is worthy of support. And you got all upset by it. And, I mean, it literally ruined your day. That's strong. And then you come out with something else, and it looks like there's an agenda there. And that's where a good portion of the public is going to say, hey, wait a second here. Um, It's something you don't like, and then you do this over here. That's an agenda. And don't try to tell me 
there isn't an agenda. I think the public would accept it better if it was said, yep, we've got an agenda. And anybody who does anything that is against Black Lives Matter, we've got a problem with. Well, then you know full well. But don't, in your personal time here, do this, and then over here on the job, do that, and say, no, 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 I don't have it. No, 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 no. This is just a legitimate story. No, no, it, it doesn't work that way. You got caught. Own it. Don't run from it. Because when you start running from it, you start trying to backpedal, and meanwhile, that wave is coming, and you can't outrun it. And you're trying to, and you're backpedaling, which makes it even slower. <laughs> Own it. Say it. Yep, I got a problem with it. Yep, and I and I did this story, and if you have a problem with it, that's on you. But don't try to act like, no, 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 it's legitimate. Blah, blah, no, I don't have any biases here. That's where it comes in where there's a massive problem, and that's where the public has a massive distrust, and it's real. So there are people who have agendas who don't, not only don't try to hide it, but... Uh... I don't know, flaunted is the right word. Um, I don't know that there's that many. But they've cashed in on it big time. I mean, nobody thinks uh, Rush Limbaugh is neutral, but who's making more money in syndicated radio than that guy? Wrong. So don't get caught in the gray area? Uh, Maybe. I mean, his deal (laughs) rolls in TV, too. Um, Yeah. So Right. So, you know, if you choose to turn on Rush Limbaugh and I can't believe he said that. Well, who's the fool? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, he's making millions and millions and has made millions for 30 years, which is why those types, man, I don't listen to any of them, but I admire them greatly. The business acumen. Oh, yeah. They found something and cashed in on it to the utmost degree. I mean, I don't listen to Howard Stern, but but he built a brand. Wow, and he cashed he made in like on it. Five hundred fifty million dollars yeah. contract. I I signed up for the satellite, but they don't give you that. That's oh really? A, That's yeah. A, is that like a like a Premium, cable of satellite TV deal? Yeah, you got to pay more to get that one. Yeah, and I'm not interested in listening to him, so I didn't pay more. So, but I noticed when 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 I leased the car from Tim Daly Southtown. I got uh, like uh, three months free, and it, it was included there. Then they give you this special deal for the first time, and I mean, it's peanuts. So I bought it, and it's for a year now. And then I was just scrolling through, and I noticed wherever the channels were, I just uh, I, I don't know what the numbers are, but if it started at 100, it skipped from 99 to 103. You know, so there's some premium channels that skipped I, over. I suppose so. Yeah. And I, I'm not interested in, I mean, because, I guess it would play during the day. I was going to say most of the time his show live would be as when we're on the air. But it probably repeats since yeah. it's a premium channel. Right. I assume that they've got other stuff during the course of the day that it's his channel. I don't know that for sure, but I assume that, that that's his channel and they rerun stuff or old interviews. I don't. I don't know how it works, honestly. I really don't have any idea. But I'm not paying for that. But nevertheless, that guy, yeah, he's. I think that's what you need to do. You need to come out and say, this is what I am. And I'm going to be attacking this or supporting that. I was listening yesterday. I'm at the gym. This was funny. Uh, I think it's ESPNU. And, and Neuheisel has a show. 
and uh, I think it's called Full Ride. And I've been listening to it because uh, Neuheisel's a guy I basically grew up with. He was a Tempe uh, McClintock was the name of the high school, right? And so he's a big high school quarterback when I was there, same age. So I knew of him, right? And then he goes over to Westwood and walk on, ends up playing in his coaching career. And he's a charismatic guy. So I've been following this kid since he's well, this man since he's like 15 years old, right? And I sort of like his opinions. So uh, he's saying something about you know starting uh, the colleges now, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, and and coming back, right? That's like the news. That's the biggest news we've had in the last two or three days, right, in sports. I happen to think, now I have a bias towards college football, but I happen to think it's the biggest news we have in sports is these conferences coming back, right? And so that is now turned in into a political hot-button topic. And he gets this feedback. <laughs> he says something. I don't even remember what he says. <laughs> but the <laughs> The guy feeding back, and Newhouse kept report, reporting it. I kept using the phrase the rest of the hour. You are uh, spewing left-wing extremism. And Newhouse couldn't believe that that's what he was being called. And he said, he said, wow, man. And he kept repeating it. And he said, how far right? must this listener be to think what I just said is spewing left-wing left <laughs> extremism, right? And it made me laugh because I've been there. You know, we've all been there if you're on the air. You say something and what, how people take it. For me, I want to hear personally, I want to hear that, man, you are so far left-wing, you are so far right-wing. Then I know I'm doing my job uh, if I get both of those. Uh, and hear it from both, right? And so then later on in the show, and I think uh, Mike Yam, who just got released by the Pac-12 Network, mm -hmm. he's been working with them, and they, they have, I'm not sure the deal, they have different co-hosts, or hosts, I should say, with Neuheisel being the co-host. And uh, so I think it was Yam, and they, the guy sent in a, uh, a tweet, and so they looked at it, and boom, got a MAGA thing going on. Right. So it's clear. I mean, that's where he was coming from. And so the new house. Oh, OK. All right. Now I understand that. Now I get why he's calling me that I'm spewing left wing extremism. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to get that, you know, no matter what you say is people are going to take it. But I think as long as you're honest about it, people can accept it more, as you say, in the case of Rush, when you try to buffalo them or however you want to say it well yeah it, not then, then you lose the credibility yeah there's that and and you know not everyone accepts i mean rush has plenty of critics too you know there are plenty of people who will write opinion pieces or go on you oh, know some sure. show and and then be highly critical of him um but, but he's he honest does, about where he he's coming from he doesn't care he knows who his base is and that's he's not trying who, to straddle the line no he's appealing to the base i you know i i'm not sure i can sign off on He's honest where he's coming from. I don't. I'm not sure. I know what he really. I'm thinks attacking. Oh uh, yeah, to that degree. Point. But as far as like, is this what he really thinks? Maybe it is. He's an entertainer. You know, Who cares what he? But really I don't thinks. know. Well, you when you said he's honest where he's coming from, 
He is. To the degree he's saying, I'm going to say what's going to rile up this group of people and keep them listening. That's honest. Yes. He's an entertainer. To that degree, yes. Media is all entertainment. That's all it is. It's not news. It's entertainment. It's It's never news. It's news sometimes. It's news in that you take whatever's on tonight, Channel 2. They're going to put on the news that they think folks want to hear and yeah, watch so that, that people will get more uh, they'll well, get more viewership mm-hmm. and then they can charge more for advertisement. That's not entertainment. To that you degree. can use news as a vehicle, but it's in the bottom line. It's still entertainment. You'll put on the stupidest videos that have nothing to do with anything because it's entertainment. Have you ever seen the water skiing squirrel? That's news. The water skiing squirrel. It's so out there. Ex- Look it up, people. If you, you accept it. it for what it is, no, then to you that, know. if that's your definition of entertainment, then absolutely. I'd sign off on that. Yes. Totally believe that. And that's not new. That's been that way for a long time. I'm not saying it is new. Right. I think where the public gets upset is when you try to trick them. So if we want the Jazz to win, just say we want the Jazz to win. Yeah, and then I think that and the public uh, clearly lock that he wants the Jazz to win. Yes, he wants he them to win. Has a problem with that? He wants them to win more than you and I want them to win. Oh, well, he has personal relationships right. with all these so people. If we flew around on charter airplanes with him, maybe we'd want to win more. I mean, let's face it: the more we've gotten to know Joe Ingles, the more invested you are in him playing well and having a good game. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of human nature there. Yeah, but now it doesn't matter because they're not playing. No. It's because he's got his contract. He's oh, signed. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I wanted him to do well to stay so he would be here to do the show. To and be on got, our air. And then he got well, the long-term deal. He's already there. It's already happened. Now I still root for him to make his baskets, obviously. Come on. But man. I'm not as invested in his success as I was two or three years ago because this thing has superseded anything <laughs> I thought possible. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, I saw this coming. No, you didn't. <laughs> you did not. Remember the discussions where you know, I, I think he's pretty good as the fourth guy in that rotation. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that he would be a, a, a good one to be on the radio because I thought he had the personality and the desire for it. Yep. And that's what I was mostly. I mean, he could have been the greatest player in the world, but if he was Stockton during Stockton's days when he didn't want to talk, what's the point of having him on? Wouldn't have, wouldn't have worked. So the quality of the player didn't really matter. It was the quality of the interview. Now he blew up uh, so as a now, player, now we have and both. I feel gr- I feel good for him that he, you know, obviously put in the work and got the job done. But I don't I, I don't really root against anybody from that perspective. Well, I think that's the thing that, especially in college sports, people miss out on, is that they assume that whatever passion they have um, versus whoever they consider to be their rival or you know the other team that we all have those passions. And some of the people who are, A, newer to the media, or B, grew up in Utah, or C, both, um, maybe they've still got some of that. But over time, and this has even changed for people who write, because when you were writing for newspapers with subscriptions, you were insulated against the, the winning and losing. But I think now as more writers look at the traffic on their website or on their individual story, the, the clicks follow the winning and the losing. You know, they follow the winning and losing big time. 
Uh, when, when your team loses, you don't really want to, most people don't want to hear more about it. I mean, some do. It's not like we have no listeners because somebody loses. You know, some people are hardcore and they're in no matter what. Uh, but there are a lot of casual fans out there who are in if they win and shrug it off and move on if they lose. Or maybe are really bitter and just don't want to hear about it. <laughs> so they don't turn on the TV, the radio, click on the website, whatever. All right, we got to take a break. David Locke's going to be here. He's about 15 minutes away. Stay with us. Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio. Man, he had the, he had the number one pick <clears throat> in our draft. First pick, first round, and he picked the guy who's in first place after one round of the U.S. Open. We'll talk with Bob coming up at 8.30. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The Pac-12 will move on regardless of what California and Oregon schools are able to do. It's not a matter of if, it's just when. Is it going to be October? Is it going to be early November? Is it going to be mid to late November? And I got to think with the Big Ten, with their announcement today, Pac-12 has to make the announcement quick if they want to get in on college football playoff and New Year's Six games. You can't, okay, well, let's get a bunch of Zoom meetings and try to figure this out. No, you got to go. Whether California can go or not, it doesn't matter. You got to go. And that's there is a lot of urgency right now because if the Pac-12 starts in mid to late November, what are you playing for? What are you doing? Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Surrogate Networks is home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. So, PK, I'm reading this story you're talking about in The Athletic with the quotes. um, And uh, one of the things that uh, an anonymous, Bruce Feldman has a a story about the Pac-12 coaches are really frustrated with an accelerated uh, timeline to return and any thought that they'd be playing games in late October, whether it was the 21st or the 30, uh, the 24th or the 31st. And one of the points that's made uh, here by an anonymous quote, I don't think people know that when the seasons were postponed, the Big Ten and Pac-12 took completely different paths. They kept going like it was still training camp. They kept the same schedule like they were going to play. We didn't. Half our schools couldn't. Our nose is so bleeping far up the Big Ten's ass. Let's just do what's best for the Pac-12. Why do we work out in the summer, usually, if we only need a few weeks now? A strong point. The best analogy in here is the We Are United players. Uh, This is one head coach says, I don't want to hear health and wellness out of anybody's mouth. The We Are United players, they have a bleeping point. It's not bleeping ping pong. You don't just open the garage door and go play. (laughs) Okay, I like the ping pong garage door analogy right there. But to the point that if you don't have enough practice and you don't ramp up to the hitting, and they go into here how UCLA was doing drills, but it basically looked like you were watching the NFL Combine. You know, they're running routes, they're running around cones, right? They're not blocking, they're not tackling, they're not hitting. And then they also point out, and I, didn't, I did not know this, that the Stanford players uh, all left campus and are spread across the country. So they're going to have to have a quarantine before they do anything else when they come back. So that does make uh, late, August, late October seem really optimistic. Well, there's a reason why I said November. And I don't have a problem with that. I disagree with the people who say, well, if they're not going to be part of the college football playoff, why play? 
okay, so why should Washington State, why should Oregon State, why should Arizona State, why should Arizona, why should Colorado, why should they ever play? They have none of them. Well, I guess uh, Arizona ASU came was ranked sixth and one one time in November. But the, but, but the point is, there's 130 teams yeah. playing bowl subdivision football. Why should the Mountain West play? And there's 10 teams max in any given year. You can't go beyond a dozen, and yeah. there might be less than that who are going to qualify for the playoff. If that's the only goal, what are these other 120 teams doing? Right. So if that's your criteria, well, you're not going to be in the playoff. Why? What are you doing? Why play? Well, just for the University of of Utah, since we have mostly Ute fans, I just said this to Yach in the break when we were talking about it. I said, get the eight or nine game season in. If it goes a little late and you don't qualify for whatever playoff or a bowl game you're aiming for, from Kyle's perspective and from a Utah fan perspective, you know you just sent a bunch of teams to the NFL. You know you got a bunch of new guys who are going to be, we don't know the depth chart exactly, but we can kind of surmise, there's going to be a lot of sophomores and juniors in the starting 22, certainly in the two deep, it's going to be crawling with them. And so the, if they get in a year of conference football and all the improvements that go with that, it sets them up for next year. Can they be back in the mix for a division title? And if they win that, can they win the conference and blah, 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 yada, yada. But they need that year because obviously we expected them to develop young guys this year. These guys needed snaps. They needed reps. Well, you can say that about every team, but yeah. All right, DJ and PK, got to take a break. When we come back, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, joins us to talk NBA playoffs, Jazz in the offseason, Bob Casper, U.S. Open. Man, he picked the first day winner. Now, did he pick the guy who's going to sustain it for three more? We'll talk with Bob Casper coming up at 830. Stay with us.